Welcome to the Vineyard Church Weekly Message Podcast. We hope you will be encouraged and challenged today as you listen to a message from one of our speakers. Prepare your heart and get ready to receive a word from God today. For the talk, we're going to be in Luke chapter 2. And I know you don't go to Christmas Eve services to hear a, a long sermon. And so I won't give you a long sermon, but I do want to give you a couple ideas that I think can make this Christmas more meaningful, not necessarily to us, yes to us, but to God. So I'll begin with this idea. Up on the screen is a picture of my son-in-law, Andrew Kurtz, and he's one of the pastors on staff. This was a picture that we took uh, at a birthday celebration at our house. We try to set aside time when somebody has a birthday, and we get together, and we have a meal and some cake, and and that, and it probably doesn't look so different than if you've been to a birthday celebration. We eat and do the cake thing, and then we go into our living room, typically, where the birthday person will sit, sometimes in the special birthday chair, and, and we gather around. And so if you, can you picture that? Like, you know, because it's present time. Well, I want to introduce to you an, an idea that would be really, really strange. So if we did that celebration, and then let's say Andrew sat there in the in the birthday, you know, uh, chair, wouldn't it be weird if instead of giving Andrew a gift, we all just exchanged gifts to each other, and Andrew just sat there, and he got nothing on his birthday. Now, would that just be weird? Like, yeah, that would never happen. Why? Because we know that part of birthday celebrations include giving gifts to the person whose birthday we're celebrating. Make sense? Is that right? I know it's Christmas Eve, but right? I mean, right? Okay. So that idea provokes this thought. It'll come up on the screen. What gifts could we offer Christ this Christmas? That's what we're going to talk about. We've been in a series called Mary's Christmas, and we've been noticing the story of Mary, the mother of Jesus, her part in the Christmas account, and just to remind us of so much that Mary was a part of. Um, angels come to Mary, then she, uh, they share with her that she's going to be the miraculous mother of God, she's going to endure the pregnancy, uh, and then there's the classic traveling to Bethlehem, and the uh, birth comes. Um, and we'll get in Luke 2, verse 4, where it talks about the night of Jesus' birth. It says in verse 4, Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David. You know this story. Because he belonged to the house and line of David, he went there to register with Mary who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, is it time for the baby? The time for the, while they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. And she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger. There's a little more of the story where God announces the birth to some shepherds, and they come, and they worship. There's another account in uh, Matthew, I think it is, that includes some wise men, we call them, or magi from the east come. They actually bring gifts to Jesus. But this account in Luke 2 
finishes like this, talking about the shepherds. It says, when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And in verse 19, it says, but Mary, she's really kind of our topic, but Mary treasured all, treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. What I see in this story about Mary is two potential gifts that she gives to Jesus during this uh, a story of the nativity. And the application for us is I think that these kinds of things that she does, we could do today. So I, I would hope that we, I know a lot of you are coming, you're trying to honor God, and even you coming here this evening, it's a gift to God. You're trying to honor him. Uh, there's a couple things I see here that we might do that would really please him. So let me pray, and I'll give you a couple ideas. A bunch of us, Lord, are pretty intentional about trying to honor you, not just on Christmas, but we're here tonight or we're watching online because we, you're just that important to us. And so will you again today help us learn from some things that Mary did so well. In Jesus' name, amen. I got two ideas. By the way, your Christmas present is I'm not going to make you write anything down. You can if you want. That was legit applause. Like, thanks, man. I hate it when I have to write stuff down. So you can write stuff down if you'd like. Well, actually, you need to. Um, no, but here's, some, here's two ideas I got from the Christmas story. Mary offered Jesus some practical comfort practical comfort, and you'll probably remember these, but it's the idea that when she wrapped him in cloths and put him in a manger, folks, can I tell you, that was probably pretty wonderful for that little baby. Just a reminder of where that baby came from. Christ came from heaven, right? He left heaven to come to the earth. What do you think the weather is like in heaven? Perfect. You nailed it. You think it's ever like it is right now outside in heaven? Amen. Can we agree upon that? No, there's no wind chill in heaven. So he, left, he leaves heaven, and then he's implanted in the womb of Mary, and he spends nine, month, nine months in her womb, which would have been a, a fairly perfect temperature, right? 98.6. It's like a little human womb hot tub in there. Everything's good. And then comes the birth and this is going to be the first physical experience that Jesus would ever have with not the perfect atmosphere because the birth's going to happen and it's going to be what? Like maybe 70 and a little breezy? And if you're used to perfection, although we might go for 70 right now, there's going to be a little bit of, oh, this is not quite as comfortable as the whole womb thing. By the way, this is what we do, I think, a lot today when a baby's born, right? They, first of all, they check the health of the baby to make sure everything's good. And one of the things they did with our kids was right away, they would wrap them and they would put them under like the little, uh, the, 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 the kid microwave thing where they put them in there. It's, it's not a microwave, but a heat, it's a something, radiant heater. It's the kid oven where you, right? So the kid feels, oh. Now, just to be clear, now, I don't know Jesus' mental capacity when he was in the infant stage, but my guess is when Mary wraps him in cloths and puts him in a manger, which would add some insulation if it was, had hay in it, right? Jesus, and if not Jesus, the God of the universe is looking down and saying, by the way, thank you, that's a gift to my son, because it was feeling a little 
imperfect. So here's, uh, where am I? Here it is. So uh, here's a question then. It'll come up on the screen. Is there a way we could offer Jesus something like that? Like something practically comfortable. And can I tell you there actually is. And, and uh, we'll spend the rest of the time with this point talking about we can do that when we try to meet the needs of uncomfortable human beings around us in the name of Christ. When there are people going through difficulty and we then offer them some help. Some of you think, well, what's the difference? How does that work if we're helping people and we're helping Jesus? Here's an important text in Matthew 25. There's a parable there. It's connected with those who follow God and do what's right. And Jesus ends up sharing with them this idea of, he says, I was hungry. By the way, that's uncomfortable to be hungry. I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and that's uncomfortable and you invited me in. I needed clothes and you clothed me. By the way, when he's telling this story, the people around are going, when did we do that for you? I didn't. We didn't ever do that for you. And that's when Jesus then teaches. It says, the king will reply, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers or sisters of mine, you did for me. Really practical. When we see another person in need with, I think this matters, with Christ in mind, and we help them, give comfort to them, God, it is a gift to God somehow supernaturally. He's like, thank you for doing that. Jesus said, you did it for me. And so my little challenge, if you want to give Christ a gift this Christmas, is here, you can put it on the screen, help a struggling human, struggling human with Jesus in mind. Over the next 24 hours, could we be attentive? And when we see a person in need, Maybe you're at a family get-together and you know that they're uncomfortable. They're not feeling great inside or they're feeling alone. Or out. Could you do something kind for them? Um, or maybe you'll be out and about this evening. Some of you probably still have Christmas shopping to do. Four of you probably like, how did he know that? Yeah, because that, no, or something. You'll be out. You might see somebody on the way home that is in need, stop, check on them, see how they're doing in the name of Christ, and that could be a gift to God. It'd be great if we did those kinds of things and Jesus in heaven felt like he was getting a Christmas gift. So Mary offered Jesus some practical comfort, and the other thing is she offered Jesus some emotional space and uh, what I mean by that is she kept an unusual amount of clarity in her mind to focus on him, even though I'll bet her life was fairly hectic in the midst of giving birth to the Messiah. It says in verse 19, 19 she treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The word ponder there is it looks like this in the original language. It's a verb and it means to keep close. 
It means to preserve. It means to keep in mind. And I would wonder if in the midst of all the activity that Mary went through, whether it wouldn't be easy to lose track of keeping Jesus at the forefront of her mind, just to remember some of the things that she went through. She'd had a pretty busy season. She had the angelic visit. She had the surprise pregnancy. She had the mandatory trip to Bethlehem for the census, and she was nine months pregnant. Then labor happens. They have to scramble for a place to give birth. They end up giving birth in a stranger's barn-type place. And this was a new idea for me. In the midst of it all, after she's given birth to Jesus, my guess is she was tired. And then some shepherds come along and they say, can we visit now? And it would just be surprising if she was like, no, I need a nap. Go away. And why did you bring the sheep anyway? Right? It would be easy. No? Like it would be easy to, to be, I need, just go. No. If you were, if you were Joseph and you say, hi, honey, what you thinking about? It wouldn't be surprising. She'd be like, nothing. I don't want to think about anything. But instead of nothing, she was pondering. She was strategic and, and took notice, and she wasn't letting the things that were happening that were so about God just get overshadowed by all of the stuff. And if you want to give God a gift this Christmas, don't let the hustle and the hectic that's happening this evening for some of us or tomorrow with the family or all those things and the presence and the stuff, carve out regular moments where you ponder the reason for the season, which is Christ. That'll be a gift to God. I had a picture come to my mind when I was working on this little talk and I wouldn't it be neat if in, in the next 24 hours just a group this size, you know, there's a couple hundred people in here. If God over the next 24 hours had random moments, like dozens and dozens and dozens of random moments over the next 24 hours, where we set aside a moment to ponder Jesus. It's not a bad picture of what worship is, by the way. That's what worship is. It's Making space in our minds to focus on God in a world that is focused so easily on a whole bunch of other stuff. So those are a couple of ideas for us to bring the Father, Christ, a gift this Christmas. I hope that we'll do it. Thanks for listening to the Vineyard Church Weekly Message Podcast. We pray you were impacted by this message. God bless and see you next time.